Oh my god, we're giving up all our good material before we start. Oh, I know. Okay, sorry, okay. I'm done now. We can start. We're okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Okay, guys, welcome to the Happy Hour, episode two. It is the Ides of March, March 15th. And, um, yeah, we finally got uh, things rolling with the podcast, had immense technical difficulties that are probably all my fault, so I'm going to have to do a lot of studying over the weekend to get things rolling again. So the main difference between last week and this week is that we don't, is that not everybody can listen to the music I'm listening to, not everyone can listen to the sheep noises that we're listening to, and that's a huge blow to our likability, I think, and I'm totally, totally distressed about it. I think our main appeal was the sheep noises, so I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, well, well we can put out coal. Uh, yes, the final we'll, product we'll... will contain the sheep. Uh, our trademark. Our trademark sheep. <laughs> Do you know how many sheep noises I'm gonna add in this in post production? Now, you guys, it's gonna be immense. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, welcome everybody. Um, thank you everybody for the feedback uh, from last week. We were a yes. little bit overwhelmed. We had so many listeners. We weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting the followers, all the love that we got. It was really, really great. So we just want to say from us to all of you, thank you all so, so much. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you so much. And uh, with that being said, I am David Auger at MetalDave01, and I'm joined by Veronica. I am Chili, C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper at, oh, I almost gave my email. I'm oh, just C-H-I-L-E <laughs> underscore Pepper. Oh, actually, I almost did it. <laughs> the end. That's, That's it. Veronica. On, on <laughs> the end. Everyone knows Veronica. Everyone follows her. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, one of the other lovely voices that we have is Ashley, of course. That's me. I am at Allure, A-L-O-U-R. At? <laughs> on, on Twitter, the end. And then we have Beth as well. Hello, I'm um, Elizabethan, E-L-I-Z-A underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on yes. Twitter. The end. The end. <laughs> So again, welcome everybody. Um, oh yeah, one of the things, of course, that we didn't mention uh, before starting the podcast, guys, is that we wanted to talk about the stats because one city in particular stands out <gasps> amongst all <gasps> of yes! right? So, so, just give me we a second. Have to wanna, I have to, um, I have to bring up the page again, and I sent it all to the, the to the Twitter group. So we have a lot of interesting stats, but this one stuck out the most because we think we have some interesting fans in an interesting place. So of course, uh, according to SoundCloud, our top city is Montreal, which is amazing. Thank you guys oui. all so much from uh, Montreal. Merci, uh, merci beaucoup. Uh, très bien. And uh, so then we go down the list of our top cities, top cities, down, 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 down. And then the 20th most listened city is a city from the United States, which is Nashville. Nashville. So, Nashville. <laughs> so thank you to all the former Habs in Nashville listening to our podcast and enjoying our input. Thank you all so, so much. Oh, it has to be. You know, he has to brush up on his English and the slang. I really appreciate the support from Yannick Weber in listening to our Happy Hour podcast. Happy Hour. And I have uh, one more uh, shout-out to our one listener from the United Arab Emirates, which has to be Maria. Maria. I Maria. love her. Uh, Hi, Maria. Hello. <laughs> I think that's it for the stats, right? That's all we wanted to mention? I hate how the stats... I don't hate anything. But what? The, stat, the stats are, like, broken down by... They're not, like, the greater uh, Vancouver area for example like it's all of the different suburbs and everything right it's super granular which is yes. good in some ways but not good in others correct but Alaska. i do appreciate all the listeners in bc oh yeah that's totally true yeah yep good times um, um 
I don't think my mom has listened yet because I don't see just straight up Virginia listed on there. I so thought I, it was. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. But um, I like I asked my mom the other day and I was like, hey, have you listened to my hockey podcast? And she was like, no. So I sent her a link. <laughs> but it's fine. I, she's a, is it, she was like, I'll check it out later. I'm busy today. And that, I guess it was two days ago, but <laughs> um, it's fine. Like, so you were out there working the crowd one listener at a time, bringing huh? everybody in. That's that's a tough way to advertise. <laughs> I just want her to be proud of me and the things I'm doing. <laughs> that's exactly why. We're proud of you, Beth. Yeah, we, we are proud, proud of you, Beth. Thank you. And with that being said, I can't wait to hear what my mom has to say about this nonsense. I also like, she heard it. Your mom has to say. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> she asked me about Would... it once, and I was like, "Well, you can listen to it." She's like, "Is it on iTunes?" I said, "Well, yeah." <laughs> Would she care my more if it was a like Golden that. Knights podcast? She just might. If it was a podcast dedicated to the excellence of Mark Andre Fleury, she would listen in depthly. Oh, but probably God. already one. Because I, I mean, would listen to that too. Well, I mean, well, you can't because Mark Andre Fleury is my mom's boyfriend. So, step oh. back. <laughs> so, uh, can you give me a second to talk about my mom? Sure, yes. absolutely. Of so, who is my your mother? My, my mom, whose name is Veronica, and what? because my parents are so original, um, she got an iPhone like last. I'm going to say about six months ago now. And she, when she got her iPhone uh, at TELUS, our provider, thank you, TELUS, um, transferred her home number. So she used to have a home note, home phone to her cell phone, which she had never had before. So now she has a cell phone and it's on her home phone number and everything. But she leaves it at home because it's her home phone. <laughs> and so uh, you try to you try to call her and and you're like why don't you take your phone with you and she's like why would I do that and anyway <laughs> there was this whole story um, that Dave is aware of but last weekend um, we weren't able to reach her ending in we thought that something was terribly wrong with her and it ended up all showing up at her house and she's like what's going on and we're like where's your phone and she's like in the drawer so she put her phone in the drawer at home. <laughs> She's like, why is everybody being so dramatic? Anyway, um, so I think it's going to take a little bit longer with my mom to teach her the ins and outs of um, SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever and get her to listen. But she is very supportive of our endeavor. Oh. My mom still has a flip phone, so oh. I don't think she's going to be listening to it anytime soon. We just got Maybe my dad will play it for her. Perfect. You just got to tell them that's internet radio, essentially, and they'll be right on it. No problem. We'll have some Dick Tracy um, segments every once in a while, and it'll be all good. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, um... Aside from all of our lovely mothers, thank you for being excellent mothers. Um, Thanks, Mom. It's not even Mother's Day, so you really have to appreciate <laughs> that. Um, one of the things we wanted to mention before we get into the nitty-gritty with the Habs is our first Habs game, or our favorite Habs game. And like the gentleman that I am, I'm going to let the ladies start off. <clears throat> Alphabetically. Actually. Oh, are we going alphabetically again? <laughs> Let's do our first alphabetically this time. Okay. Reverse alphabetically. I like it. Veronica. That's Veronica. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> so my first Habs game, I can't really remember because I was a small child living in Montreal, and I do remember going to Habs games with my dad, who um, got tickets to go to games through his work. And oh. all that I remember... <laughs> All that I remember about those games is that um, people would stand up and leap up to their feet a lot, and I would be sitting on my dad's lap, which which would mean I would go flying. But <laughs> that's all that I remember about that, and just being really loud and boisterous. But um, the favorite Habs game that I attended was, I mean, it was a little bit bittersweet, but it was on April... I want to say 6th, 
I'm going to say three or four years ago now, but it was a game that, so my boyfriend and I traveled to Montreal for a long, like not a long weekend, but we spent like four days there and we went to see Boston at Montreal. Ah. And so he had never experienced a Habs game. And when we, he and I first started dating, um, you know, shortly into our relationship, I sat him down to have the talk and he was like, okay, so this is going to be serious. And I'm like, okay, so I'm a really big Habs fan. And he was like, that's okay. <laughs> he was a Canucks fan. And I'm like, I think you don't understand. Whoa. So I poured him a drink. And so I explained to him sort of about my, the chair that I own from the Montreal Forum that has my name on it and everything emblazoned on it. And I went and had um, Guy Lafleur sign it three years ago and explained to him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, about sort of how I grew up and what the deal was and there's 82 games a year and I watch them all and et cetera. And he said, so you're crazy. Anyway, so we ended up going to Montreal and he went to that game versus Boston and he was sitting around and, you know, after only ever having watched games in Vancouver at the, you know, GM place now Rogers arena. And he looked around and saw what the atmosphere was like at the Bell Center. And he looked at me and he was like, okay, I get you. I get it now. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. <laughs> but at that very game, Alexi Yemelin went, went to hit uh, Milan Lucic. Oh, no. And wrecked his knee oh, at no. that game. I was about to say, oh, no. It was at that game. And Emily was out for like a year, I think. But that was really bad. Yep. The Habs won, and we went out and partied later, and that was really fun. Oh and my the God. whole weekend in Montreal was amazing. But that game was like, you know, the game that he finally understood. That's awesome. That's my little story. Really cool. That's Love super it. great. Next, Beth. That would be Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so my very first Montreal game was in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was March of 2016. Um, I drove down to Tampa, Florida to visit some friends of mine who are big Lightning fans. And I was living in South Carolina at the time. Um, but I hadn't seen them in a long time, and they were like, come visit us for this game, it'll be super fun. Um, and... That was the year that um, Carrie was out for oh. the whole season. Mm. Um, and I got to see Mike Condon get his first NHL shutout. Mike! Which was super cool. Um, I have a huge soft spot for goalies. Um, Mike Condon especially. I feel like he worked very, very hard that season um, and stepped up. Like He did a really good job for the um, Winter Classic that year. And, uh, I have something uh, to say about that, but yes. <laughs> and to be able to see somebody that I really respected, admire, get their first NHL shutout was just a really cool experience. Also, Amelie is a really cool arena. I'm like so super jealous of you right now. <laughs> I don't think I could explain the depth of my love for Mike Condon in this hour-long podcast. I would need much longer than that. Perhaps or, a whole series. <laughs> or in words, technically. I mean... Now that I'm thinking about it, we need a lot to go into that, unfortunately. Yeah, I it, would be, it would be intense. I ask him to be my Valentine on Twitter every year. <gasps> he has not responded. Oh. It's okay. He has liked several of my tweets, including oh my one of them saying, I hope he doesn't see this tweet. <laughs> Why is this the first time hearing of this, Ashley? Uh, oh, I don't know. I definitely talked about it on Twitter because I panicked a little bit. <laughs> no, that's the one obsessive one you weren't supposed to see, Mike. <laughs> anyway, Mike, if you're listening, I do still love you. Same. Even oh. though you play for that other team now. Hi, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Thanks for all that you did. And um, who was backing up Mike? Was that uh, Mr. Scrivens, our Olympic goaltender? It was Scrivens. Yeah. Mm. Was it? Did, oh, did I we took like, a drink out of the wrong cup again. I never say his name right. I don't know. Tikarski? Was it Ticker? Was it was oh. 
Hi, Angus. Hi, Angus. Sorry, did you guys hear him? Yeah, but that's totally fine. Okay, he's Angus is part of our podcast now. Angus heard about my content. He's like, stop. <laughs> he's like, I've heard this before. So, I had something to say about my content at the Winter Classic. And I always like to think that um, that was the game that the Bruins lost the playoffs at. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to think that too. Because they, they missed the playoffs by like one that. point or something That's like that. Poetic. And it was definitely because of Mike Condon. And Daniel yes! Carr had a great game at the Winter Classic. It was Mike, it was Mike Condon's glove save at the end of the second Ooh, period. Yeah, oh my With like six seconds I left. Think... That's what it was. That was the nail in the coffin. And I was at that game and it was just the best. I was so happy. You were at a game that they won? Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting for you. Hey, thanks. We're going to be I fast honestly, friends. I honestly considered selling my soul for tickets to that game. But Aww. I didn't. You didn't need to. I got them um, through, I think I had to get them through like Vivid Seats, which is like a yeah, knockoff of a StubHub. But I got them, I was in the lower bowl, so I was very happy with what I got. I had a meal ticket, uh, so I could just walk into one of the restaurants and get free food, apparently. I was like, this is awesome, thank you. And oh uh, it was really cool. Yeah, but I'm lucky because I can just drive there, no problem. But yeah. it was quite an experience. Yeah, like you're right there. I walked right through the Bruins parking lot. I had a Subban jersey on, and it was just, you know, <laughs> getting out of there when my life was a, was a luxury. Oh my god. Um, but now I think it's Ashley's turn, unless Beth has something else to add. Um, just the, the ver- literally the next week I drove to North Carolina and I saw Charlie Lindgren's first game. But that's <gasps> it. Oh, hey, that game... Come? That game sticks out to me, too, because I remember watching it, and Charlie let in the first shot of the whole game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, God, Chuck, <laughs> no. But then he won it. It was like 2-1 to he one or something. He did, and that was the start of his un- unbeaten streak. He was undefeated for so long <laughs> That's in right, the NHL. Yeah. He has drunk. such a steely resolve. I have yeah. so much hope for him. Me, too. Uh, I really like him. I like him. I like Fukali, no matter what anybody says. Fuchali's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Fuchali, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, my first NHL game was so long ago, I actually can't even remember when. But I went with my dad and my uncle and my cousin to see them in Buffalo against the Sabres. Literally, the only thing I remember about this hockey game is my uncle bought us ice cream sandwiches that was like two waffles with ice cream in the middle. Yum. That's the only thing I remember about this hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) So that's very important to this hockey podcast. (laughs) Um, But as far as my favorite game... Um, I'm lucky enough that my uncle is very generous with his Leaf Seasons tickets and we often get to go to Toronto to see at least one Habs game a year. Um, And because the Habs went on such an unbeaten streak against the Leafs for so long, there was a lot of good games around there. Um, But my absolute favorite games were last year. Uh, The last few years have been pretty rough in my life, and I owe basically my life all over again to my parents for getting me through them. So... As a thank you, and as one of my lifelong goals, I got to take them to Montreal for a week last March, almost a year ago. Um, So we stayed there for a week. We took the train. We went to two hockey games, and sitting in our seats in the Bell Center when um, the opening music comes on and Michelle Lacroix starts introducing the team, (laughs) it was just like it was all I could do to hold back the tears. I was just so happy that we had finally made it to that moment. And then they won both games, so even better. Perfect. That's awesome. I remember that. Was one of those games the the Shaw game, the Shaw overtime winner with Placanic? That was one of the games in Toronto that I saw. Right. Yes, that yeah. might have been last year. That was in February last year. Yeah. But then, yeah, it was um, the the second game against Dallas. Oh, I can't remember now if it was Dallas or Florida, which one was first. But the second game we went was actually their playoff clinching 
game last year. So that was really exciting. That's so cool. That is really cool. So yeah, that's my favorite games. I, um, that game that you were at, Ashley, and I was freaking out for you on your behalf, um, <laughs> that Shaw scored the overtime winner and flew into the boards and yes, by the planet. Um, it was after that game that one of my, one of the um, hundred days of Weber was that what it yep. was the hashtag. Um, after that game, it was that Weber like you know fist pumped. Carrie Price in the yes in the locker room and they yep. were, he was just so excited and um, hi Angus <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> and where was I going with that? It was after that game. Anyways, it was great. What was this? Oh, and then the, okay, so that clip was from I got it from twenty four ch. And I heard today on the radio or on a podcast that Mark Denis said that they were recording 24CH. Who's who's seen it this year? Oh, my God. Wait, they have it this year? Yes, apparently. I haven't seen it at all. See, we're me Americans, neither. Beth and I, and, like, we don't get that stuff. And it makes me No, so you know what? They were – I feel like they were recording it last year, too, but there was – some like elite way you could get it you had to subscribe to something or purchase something and then you could watch it but i, I know they have been recording it i just don't know how you actually go about so watching it i have it. a major problem with this and i find it like bs to be polite and that is like i i subscribe to all of the french channels on my cable network which i only have cable because of hockey and to facilitate ways to watch hockey and so I've got like TVA, I've got RDS, I've got all of these channels. And whenever 24CH is on, it's blacked out. Like, why? Oh. So it's only available regionally on RDS? Which makes me crazy. And the, uh, the English version is only available in Montreal. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not very helpful. Or whatever it is. But it just drives me crazy. So I heard Mark Denny talking about recording uh, for 24CH. And I was just like, I have not seen it at all this season. Oh, and just to kind of throw something else into there. Um, people that don't know what 24CH is, it's pretty much a behind-the-scenes look of the Habs, like a week-by-week week of the uh, regular season and the playoffs if they make it. And it's pretty much like a, uh, you know, it's a Jersey Shore, but for hockey. <laughs> You of. would think it's a very that's kind of extreme, but yes, not necessarily, but less controversial. Yes. You would think at the very least that would be something they would charge you for. Like I know that would probably get my money if they said, "Here, pay, pay twenty dollars, and you may watch an episode or five. Yeah, I would probably do that. That's it. I'm writing a letter to Molson tomorrow. Well, and it drives me crazy too <laughs> because all of the games that you can get on. RDS, which is a channel that I pay for, or TVA, which is a channel that I pay for, um, it's blacked out where I live. And I, I think that the Habs know how many fans they have across the country. And the world. And the world. I mean, we've got to think about uh, Maria Saudi here. United Arab yeah. Emirates. And Australia. Don't forget about our three Australians. Oh, our Australian oh. listeners. Hi. Oh! <laughs> G'day! G'day, mate! <laughs> That's not offensive at all, is it? No, it is not. My One of my best girlfriends is Australian. So Me too. <laughs> um, so, David, is it your turn for your first game or oh, favorite game? Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Holy I crap. I had stuff on my phone. I have to find it again. So, the first time... I went, okay, my first NHL game and my first Habs game. I actually went up to one of the viewing parties during the 2014 playoffs against the Rangers. So I went to the Bell Center when they had it packed out and had the game on the Titantron. But this was like the first time I've ever been to the Bell Center uh, in general. So I was just like, 
I was I was on my own too. I went by myself, and it was just this wall of sound whenever the Habs scored in that series because that was, of course, the infamous, you know, Chris Kreider series and all that stuff. <gasps> oh yes. no! Yeah. Mm. So Tikarski was a net, but you know that that whole playoff series, I was really amazing despite that, like getting up to the Rangers and whatnot. So that was really cool. So I got that was the first time I got to see the immensity of uh, the Bell Center, especially when it's packed. And this was, of course, a packed um, time because it was playoffs, for God's sake. So, yeah, it was just crazy. So that was my first time at the Bell Center. I went up, you know, just drove up, and then I think I pretty much drove back home um, after the fact because the Habs ended up losing. It was the game uh, that Martin St. Louis got the overtime winner. Martin Saint Louis. Oh God, I remember that. Martin, Martin Saint Louis. Oh, that we did. That I little, yeah, great little. dude, but that little, ooh, that little guy. <laughs> uh, but so there was that, and um, but the first actual live game that I went to was I want to say. See, I was looking for it. I want to scroll through a little bit. I'm sure I'll find it before long. It was against New Jersey. That's right. It was February seventh. 2015 against New Jersey and the Habs like destroyed uh, Jersey. It was like five to two or something like that. So that was a time where had I went again. I went up on my own, had a seat in the lower bowl, got to watch the boys play live, caught the warm ups, caught the whole nine yards, uh, got the whole intro music with all the lights and the graphics on the ice and everything. It's all stuff that I never knew before because the only hockey games like live hockey games I got to watch were those at the uh, Times Union Center or the Pepsi Arena back then uh, back then it was only three years ago uh, in, in Albany for the Albany Devils and whatnot so I got to sit there with the glitz, glamour, the pomp of watching a Habs game and watching them completely devastate the uh, New Jersey Devils and that was really cool I love that. awesome look at you yeah yeah I'm looking at you. Thanks. <laughs> Listen, there's already too many technological things going wrong tonight. I don't need something else happening. And <laughs> I don't understand. It's okay, Dave. We appreciate you and your <sighs> computer savvy. Thanks. It's, it's helping me in life. We would not be here if not for Dave. We so. really wouldn't. It's nice. true. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, Dave. Oh. It's all, it's all for you guys, and it's for the Habs <laughs> community in general. If I know how to do something, I want to have it to help others, and this is how I'm doing it. <laughs> but thank you guys. I try. But um, now, um, so yeah, we got, oh my god, yeah, we got all that stuff out of the way. Let's talk some Habs. And before we get to the game, I just wanted to kind of go through some bullet points I got uh, that I was writing up during the week. Bullet One point. of the major ones um, would be... Price is skating. How do we feel about that? I. That's nice per carry price. By the way, David, we By have listeners in Candiac, which is where Carrie and <gasps> and Lib live. Oh no, kidding! Oh, uh-huh. wait. Hey, Candiac. Hi. <laughs> hi. So then, I'd like to say hi, prices, and also Put I'm some very pants happy on that, that kid. <laughs> Never let her be her own yes, free self. She's the yeah. cutest thing ever. Um, I'm very happy that he is feeling well enough to be out there doing things with Stefan Waite. And I <laughs> am very happy if he continues to just do that for the rest of the season. Same. I don't feel like I want him playing in a game that means zero when his brain is on the line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how well, I feel. Oh. And I agreed, and I agree, rather, uh, with that sentiment. <laughs> Granted, agree, now, I have to play devil's advocate, because it's it's podcast stuff, right? That makes and it the interesting. Only, the only thing I have to say about that is uh, Carrie's uh, competitiveness is probably second to none, and if he wants to play, he'll probably get a chance to play this season. That's what I'm predicting. That's what I thought about just, like, the last game against Tr- Toronto. He would, if he made an appearance, that would be like a, a great way to end the season. But that was, 
I'm so happy if he just stays home with Angela and Liv. I agree. Like, I think I think you're right, Dave. I think he'll want to play if he gets the clearance to go ahead and do so. But I don't think the doctor should let him do that. I just, it's <laughs> not worth it. It's such a fragile time immediately after a concussion. It's just not worth it. It's your brain. It's the rest of your life. The one hockey season doesn't mean anything in terms exactly. of that, right? So that's what I keep thinking about Shaw and his hit from on um, last game. Yeah. Like, and that, that's that was going to be my next topic. Yep. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, there, I can't remember who it was, which I hate that I keep bringing th- these things up without sources. But <laughs> somebody else, and I'm pretty sure it was a goalie who had to leave the season because of a concussion injury, and that might be they said it might be career ending because they were having like dizzy spells and whatnot. That was right. the Montoya. Was it? It was no. It wasn't. It wasn't on the Habs. It was on another team. But I just don't want that to happen to carry. Like that would be really upsetting. I really don't think, despite all of the sort of history of Carey Price being such a competitor that he's coming back before his time. I do not think that if we're talking about his brain, he's going to come back um, if he's not ready. And he might just want one last game. Um, You know, there was talk of playing for Team Canada in the summer. You know, might he go to that? For Um, which? I mean, I understand be international, but what? Not like the World Cup, would it be? No, it's not the World Cup. It's some sort of international competition that happens. You know how the Sedins always go when Vancouver is out and they go and play for Sweden. Or... And the Sedins are like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and they hold it like this, like C-3PO or whatever the, the trophy is. Do you mean the Spangler Cup? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. The one with the ads all over everything and the refs look like cows? <laughs> It's Switzerland. Is that what that you mean? One. Is that I, is that what it is? It's the one I that goes so. like right sort of during the NHL playoffs that I, I do not pay attention so. to. I have to look it up, but that sounds a lot like the Springler Cup, like you're saying, and yeah. that's in Switzerland, unless I'm mistaken. And I, I don't no think I really don't think Price would be the caliber person to go to that. Not I'm, I mean he's good, but I did think Crosby not go a couple years ago and win? I don't. I don't no. think I'll, what I was that? think so but there was a you know it's that it's that one that Ovechkin when Washington in, inevitably gets eliminated gets invited to and chooses not to go to or no does he always go I think he does love representing Russia but um you know Crosby gets invited and he declines or I do not it's awful why did I mention this I have no idea it's some sort of competition, <laughs> some sort of world level competition that, you know, it was speculated, you know, what if he gets invited? What if Durang gets invited? What if um, uh, Galchenyuk gets invited for the States? What yeah, were we talking about? I Yeah. I have no idea. We were talking about Carrie Price possibly playing for <laughs> Team Canada over the oh, summer. Okay. <laughs> so, so maybe. We'll see. Is the answer? If he wants to, but I'm happy with him staying home and just waiting for next season, which will be really good. Right, and um, to more what what Beth was saying about the goaltender having to go out, it made me remember uh, this. Um, it's kind of unrelated, but sort of related. But it made me remember this uh, Players Tribune article that I wrote that that I read that uh, Corey Hirsch uh, put together. <laughs> Just taking credit for everything. Anyway, about anyway, the I am yes, the ghostwriter ghost of the Players' <laughs> Tribune. All right, you know that press article that was me. <laughs> no, but um, the the one by Corey Hirsch, the dark, 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 uh, one oh. talks about his mm-hmm. struggles with a concussions in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yes. goal, and he was that was a very, very um, deep article, very scary stuff. It's really moving. Did I hear a question? I said it was really moving. Oh. That okay. Corey Hirsch article. It was sure. really, really 
My hard. Googling has told me, by the way, that we are talking about the IIHF World Championship. Yes, that's the one. Not the Spangler Cup. No. Oh, yeah, I that's totally different. I was way off. <laughs> but that's the one that happens in May every year, is the World Championship. Okay, thank you, Ashley. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> so I think I had accidentally made your segue into Andrew Shaw. Yes. Um, yes. We kind of have the same thoughts about that, too. What a what a dangerous thing. I actually have a bullet notes about everything that happened in that shift. The major thing to me, and I understand the whole pattern aspect of it, which is a completely, oh my god, with that nonsense, but Shaw hits the ice, he's playing well, and he goes, I think he's fighting along the boards for a moment, and um, Faxa comes in, gives him a shoulder bump, and it totally hits him in the head, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my god, he should get off, but like, he wasn't like... He didn't look phased at all from No, 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 he didn't. And so no, I thought, I agree with you, I had the same thought. I thought, that's not a good hit, but he mm. seemed fine. I thought, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Then Shaw wheels around, wheels around, the play's continuing, and uh, at this point, Patteron gets the uh, the puck, and I'm sure Shaw's pissed, so that's why he kind of went after Patteron to get a good hit in, but it totally went very wrong, because from me looking at replays and whatnot, he totally had a helmet-to-helmet hit, and as soon as that hit hit, that hit happened. I mean, he was out cold. And it was a clean hit, mm-hmm. shoulder uh, to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, and Mister Patterson took exception. Mm-hmm. I think he was pissed already, because uh, he he got hit, I think, by Delorier. By someone, yeah. Yeah, in the game. And um, we'll talk more about Delorier soon, too. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, please. Um, And so he was pissed. And lucky. I'm sorry, my dog. (laughs) He's being vocal. An animal podcast. Hi, lucky. Um, So, yeah, he was pissed, and we all heard in his post-game comments and in him wanting to punch Andrew Shaw while he was out cold on the ice on his back um, that he was pissed. But that was really tough to watch. Um, It was good. It was good news. Not good news, but encouraging news today that yes. the doctors hadn't necessarily diagnosed it as a concussion. However, we're treating it as a concussion, which means that we're not going to see Andrew Shaw again, and I'm perfectly happy with that, at least this season. We are, yes, for sure. It's his brain. It's his yeah. brain. Mm-hmm. So, I feel very positive that the team is treating it with such caution. I think they're learning from possible mistakes that have been made in the past. So I'm happy they're treating him that way. Um, I I really took exception to everything, literally everything about that play after the hit because it was a big yeah. hit, um, yeah. but it was, in my eyes, a clean hit. It was shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I there seems to be this growing trend across the NHL where guys have to answer for not just dirty hits, but for any big hit. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's dirty or clean. If it's a big hit, someone's going to want to fight you afterwards. And I just don't understand the purpose of that. If that's the way it's going to be, then take the hitting out of hockey. If that's how ridiculous you want to be about it, let's go ridiculous the other way. So that part made me mad to begin with, that Patteron took such an exception that he felt he needed to start throwing punches. And then add on top of that his comments after the game... Yeah. Where he blatantly says, I knew he was out the second we made contact. And yet you still continue to punch him in the face. Like, I don't know. And he and he even sounded despective. Like, you know, I saw his eyes rolling in the back of his head. Like, what? Yeah. What? It's just, and I don't understand how something like that, when those kind of comments are made post-game, You don't have to guess at intent there. He blatantly said, I knew he was unconscious and I hit him anyway. You can see that. Mm. How that doesn't get any extra discipline. I just don't understand when all that evidence is right out in front of you. I don't understand. When the Department of Player Safety said, you know, he's not getting any extra discipline. And I'm like, 
you saw him punching a player who was prone on the ice. Yeah. And yeah. How, how does Absolutely that not get ridiculous. into the How are you discouraging the next guy from not doing that? Exactly. And like like Sean Campbell, I think it was, who said at the on the post-game show that night, like, oh, he was if you're great. laying on the ice, you he shouldn't have to have someone's fists in your face. If yeah. you're down and out, then they should have enough respect in this game to leave you alone. Yeah, done. And I, uh, again, mm-hmm. something I wanted to mention too, and this is going to be very devil's advocate, but technical difficulties. Lucky. Oh my goodness! And now she's bringing my bells with her tail. She <laughs> just dropped my phone on the floor. We're all good. Oh my God! She is so <laughs> needy. She has a lot she to let her mommy. She wants to say something about the Habs. <laughs> she agrees. She yeah. also dislikes Greg Patteron now. <laughs> so my, uh, the thing I wanted to mention about a pattern with that, um, okay, here we go. He laid down one pretty good punch after the fact. Kind of gave Andrew Shaw like a shove afterwards, but then I thought, at least in my perspective, that he did back off once he did actually realize something is wrong. Because I remember seeing him, seeing him in the penalty box too, and he was like arguing with Delorier after the fact. And holy crap, I thought Delorier was gonna make a you know mince me out of him the second they got out of the box. So I wanted to mention that. But even in my mentioning that, his post-game comments erases any sort of like exactly thought of you know empathy that I could have for Pattern um, after his actions. What a goon and goons taking it lightly to just terrible terrible judgment i'm no pattern fan um i sort of never developed any kind of affection for him when he was a hab but i do think that it was sort of a product of a guy who is he's just he's angry you know angry wife yeah, and he has an angry wife, and don't get yeah. me started on that right now. Um, Fine, we're not even going to talk about it. Yeah, we're not going to. He's not married. I what? Yeah. So, he, but if those kind of thoughts really are around your household, that's that's what you're going to hear. Yeah. That's exactly that's my thought. That's how they talk at home. So exactly. that's why they think it's okay. But I think that he's really angry. I think that he thought he was going to be a hab and everything that comes with it, all the, you know, the CH and the tradition and everything else. And he's really bitter. He's still really bitter. And I don't think it was about Andrew Shaw in particular. Um, He had received a couple of hits already in that game. And that was a thing about that game. That game was yeah. a pinball game. Was, was, do you mean Patteron or Shaw? I didn't get to watch the game. Nope. because I was pattern he he pattern. got hit a couple of times and i think he was pissed just about how the habs were out there throwing their game with their weight around and that was one of my observations about that game is that i thought that that was a true bona fide claude julian coached team that night definitely that mm-hmm. they were out there all those guys and I, I know that there was a lot of, oh, my God, so much discussed about, you know, hits being a factor in this game. But hits were a factor in that game. <laughs> they were throwing their bodies out there. And Dallas was going like, what? What is going? What's happening here? All these Laval rockets are out there. Just <laughs> Wait, they're way with us. And so that was what made me super excited about that game. And especially about the results, but um, yeah, they were they were out there, and you know, Noah Jolson and Jacob Delarose and Nicolas Delorier, who Ooh. may not have registered, you know, in the, you know, what's that count the stats row or whatever that is. He was out there, and he was making himself known, and it was great. And I think that that was like game planning on Julian's part, like, really, really well, especially with a team that was sort of 
really finding their confidence again, especially after the Tampa game. I mean, this was their third game in four nights. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were up against a team that is interested in making the playoffs. And fighting for every single point. And fighting for every single point, and they won in regulation. All very true. Yes, it is. I love man, that. man, that's... um. I wish we had a podcast after the Dallas game because, man, um, Anthony Niemi oh, had an amazing game. Uh, it was so good. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, Arturi Lekkonen is re-emerging. Oh, my God, Lekkonen He's is looking very so good. good. Um, the power play uh, hit twice, I think. Oh, yeah, because they had that minor penalty, then they had the double minor penalty. And, yes, it was a 5v3, but, goddamn, was that tic-tac-toe from Drew It was 6 on 3 It was amazing. No, no, no. I'm talking about when the Montreal scored. Then, oh, yes, oh. the final tilt, the six-on-three, Dallas. Jonathan drew in during that six-on-three was just a work of art. He was so awesome at the end of the game. The whole game. Oh, yeah. Drew has been great since the Tampa game, to be honest. He has. Yes, he it, like, has. revitalized him. Mm-hmm. I want to braid a song. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that's the Dallas game. I think we should start talking about the Pittsburgh game now, since we're nearing on about... 10-ish minutes left to our happy hour. So we talked too much. I well, what I was want actually hear... just going to... So sorry, I'm interrupting you. But I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Well, um... You better not do that. So sad. Because I want to hear well, what I was say kind of, It kind of goes for both games anyway. Because I was going to say, like, watching players like Juleson and Learnout and Riley out there, I'm just so impressed every time I see them. They all seem so poised and calm with the puck and they're the guys I would expect to be kind of panicking a little bit about you know there's someone coming at me and I got to move this puck fast what do I do that kind of thing to be honest they all seem a lot more composed than even a guy like Carl Alsner does sometimes and it it really makes me think like when we get to next season where's where does Mete fit in this is he going to be a guy that made the team this year is he going to be fighting for a spot next year with these guys showing what they've got right now That's a really good question mm-hmm. i yeah, think so that I everything hear... that showed this year he's gonna be around next year but will he be with the big boys that's a I... good question my uh take on that when it comes to the decor is that ben really needs to step up a bit if he wants to keep his spot and petrie as well petrie had a decent game but it wasn't like amazing i mean he's kind of playing the top line with riley and riley i think outshines him most games i love riley but i don't want to impugn petrie at all who i've struggled with sort of oh my god who is he since you know last year because he's he in his first year, he was amazing, and when we resigned him, I was like fully on board. But it's been, you know, it's been a bit of an adventure on the blue line with the Habs for the past couple of years, and I'm not yeah. ready. You know, like when you look at Petrie, these especially these past few games when the guys are all sort of regaining their confidence and realizing that they can go out there and actually do stuff, and you know, these top teams like not top team, well, top teams like Tampa and uh, the Penguins, you know, looking at these guys and going, oh my God, who are you? Um, I do really believe in Petrie and I really, really do like him. I, I um, got sort of, you know, the past couple of years when, anyway, we're not going to talk about that, but um, I do think that Petrie is really good if he's in his good position and if that blue line gets figured out, which is Mark Bridgeman's job this year. Um, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about, but uh, I don't see Petrie going anywhere because I do think that he is a solid, solid talent. I totally veteran. agree with you. I, I think he, he's definitely not going anywhere. I think the biggest problem is they've been trying to use him Yes. Since we got him to plug holes that are maybe not his best fit. He is no, a hole for Weber, and that's a big hole for him to For sure, he's this Because he's just a hill while, listen, Veronica, a okay, mountain. anyway. And yes, he's trying to fill the shoes of a man mountain, and nobody can do that but <laughs> the man mountain. Mountains wear big shoes. That's maybe difficult. that's why he figured <laughs> out to help. With like size 15s. 
What was that, Beth? I said maybe that's why he grew his beard to, to help <laughs> yes. him. And yes, also, Jeff cool. Petrie has such cute kids. Yes. Oh my I've God. literally only ever seen like the backs of them on like a half Snapchat. <laughs> like it's just like, look, these kids are here today. And, like, so but cute. what oh, they my God. like? And his dogs. I forgot about oh, that. Oh my God. <laughs> They had a video just recently about uh, Petrie and his and his doggos, and they're just you know they're the best dogs on the planet. <laughs> I I have not seen his dogs. I, are you thinking of Alsner, no. who's got super cute dogs? They no. did you see? There was an article when um when he was on the Capitals about how they like got out of their crates and destroyed the house twice <laughs> during like playoff games because they were gone they, because Alsner and his wife were gone for so long. Oh my god, I love it. I will have to find it and I'll like tweet it out for everybody. <laughs> yes, please do. There's the awesome. It's hilarious. <laughs> Hashtag happy hour. My dog is ringing the bells again with her tail. <laughs> Good job, Lucky. Just never stops wagging her tail. Good girl. So, let's okay. see. So, um, some more things from uh, the game. There was another power play goal, which was uh, Byron. Uh, pretty much due to a huge pileup on the crease. I heard it on the radio. I didn't see it. Yeah, which is something that hasn't been happening. Um, no, I was impressed. I was, I was like, oh, we oh, have right. a power play that worked. It was uh, it, <laughs> Chucky just um, sent it in hot. Um, Galley collected it, and it was pretty much Galley and Byron right in the crease. Galley went for the shot. It was blocked, and Byron got the trash and you know got it in, which is really good. Um, Lekkonen opened up the scoring with a tip, essentially, off a Petrie shot. <laughs> um, oh, yes, and this is very, very important um, for everyone listening. It was Carl Alsner's 690th. <clears throat> yes. 690th. Very game. nice. Straight game. Very nice. Very nice, Carl. No injuries. Mm -hmm. Iron Man. Uh, some more co cool things about the game is that, okay, McCarron wasn't in the lineup, and I was really surprised about that, but the reasoning behind it was that he was playing the Marlies uh, last night as a Laval Rocket, and apparently the Rocket yes. got ousted by the Marlies, unfortunately, <laughs> which seems to be a running trend, whereas the Habs killed the Maple Leafs for like two or three years. Now the Marlies are killing the Laval Rocket, formerly the uh, Ice Caps, of course. Um, so that's something, and the thing about that that I wanted to bring up is that, oh my god, I want to see the McCarran delorier car line so yeah. bad. <laughs> Can you even imagine the horror that would be oh, on yeah. the ice? Oh when god. they skate, the ice would just shuck back and forth <laughs> under the weight of their immensity. Can't even imagine it. I would love to see that. Absolutely. I think uh, we will see that. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Well, Claude, Claude had mentioned um, in one of the comments uh, before the game that he was called up and he might not play. And I was like, oh, well, who are we waiting for? Like Philip Deneau to come back and then lines get shifted around? But like he's mm -hmm. another person, Philip Deneau, with concussions and whatnot, mm -hmm. dizzy and headaches. So it's like, geez. Do we even want Philip Deneau back? And I completely forgot to mention him when we were talking about it before. Philippe Deneau. Philippe Deneau. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's another thing, of course. But, yeah, more things on the game. Uh, Juleson had an excellent power kill. Um, what else do I have here? Again, oh, Jonathan threw in with a Juleson. huge forecheck that led to a goal as well. And that was the threw in on the forecheck. Um, Carr collected the puck, chucked it to the slot where Delorier was skating in like a freaking, you know, Mack truck, and he, you know, got the goal off of that, which was great. Bar down from the slot, Delorier goal might be the highlight of the whole season for oh me. I just loved, I love that kid so much. I have, I want every player to play like him and Gallagher. Just yes. give it everything you've got every second you're on the ice. Win or lose, that's all I want from you on this team. I have a I just story love about Deloria. So um, so do I. Mine first. You don't have enough time. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, Beth, did you were about to say something? Um, I think it was it was the I think it was the first period. Um, 
there was a time, I think it was down by um, the Habsnet, uh, Juleson just was like ensconced in like three or four Pittsburgh players. And I, I, I think it was Rust, like was the one that was on him the most. And he just kind of like burst out. Juleson just burst <laughs> out of like these three or four penguins and just like got away. And then right. a few minutes later, um, I don't know why, I don't remember why it happened because I was distracted, but um, Alsner just was like hugging Rust up against the glass and just like was holding him there for a good like five seconds. And I was like, yes, Alsner, just do that. <laughs> yeah, that I just, whole... It was really interesting to see Juleson just ex- ex- escape. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, that's a, it's a good thing you mentioned that too because that line in particular for the Penguins, that is the Rust, Brassard, and Kessel line. Oh my god, man, those guys were just... What a lethal trio that was. They're so speedy. Fast, very smart with the puck, and Philip Kessel. Oh, American hero, icon, two-time Stanley Cup <laughs> champion, Philip Kessel. I do love and him. brother of Amanda Kessel, Olympian. Big fan. What an amazing family. No kidding. We are, uh, Smells like hot dogs every day. <laughs> hot dog water, what was it? Yeah, I know the hot dog water, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, like, for a team that's battling um, for first in the East to play a team that's battling for hopefully not last, um, mm. I really thought the Habs could have won this game. I thought they, Mike Johnson had a good point that they almost paid the Penguins a little bit too much respect, and they got really tentative in the whole middle part of the game. If they had played the whole game like they played the first period and like they played the end, they were just on them. They could have won this game if they had just kept on them and kept at them like they did at the beginning and at the end. But they just backed off. Like they were like, oh, we can't, we can't, we're going to be, we're going to give up a goal if we do that. We can't, we got to be cautious around these guys. They're too good. But if they had gotten, I think, gotten rid of that mentality and just Mm. pressed on them like they had at the beginning and at the end, I think they could have won this game. And with that having focus, yeah, yeah, having focused mostly on the end of the game, like you know, my full attention, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. One thing to to point out that I want to say for sure is that we have to give a shout out to Jacob De La Rose for shutting down Crosby. What an immense <laughs> game that was for Jacob De La Rose. Yes. I did not even notice. Crosby on the ice, to be right. honest with you. Seriously, if we had two Neither did I. De La Roses, I watched. Yeah, if we had two JDLRs, one on Crosby, one on Brassard, that would be a totally different game, for sure. Because that's the thing, you know, the center position's where the Habs are weakest at, but Jacob De La Rose played his friggin' heart out, and he gave Crosby some hell. There were points in the game when Crosby was uh, mixing shifts between lines to try and get away from Jacob De La Rose. Ben Claude, you know, toss you know, JDLR right out there as yeah. soon as he could, and it was awesome. So it goes I to do think that is kind of smart. I do think that he's really good at that and sort of capitalizing on uh, moments that his young players can take confidence in. And, you know, Jonathan Drouin has had a point in every game since he scored in the shootout against Tampa. And yeah, that's not nothing. Is... That is That's not nothing. nothing. And that is further, really not nothing. His defensive plays a little better now, and his face-off stuff is starting to improve, and it's like, oh, is this a winger or a number one center? I don't know anymore. <laughs> Can I just say, too, that Brendan Gallagher won two face-offs at the very yeah! end of the game against Sidney Crosby, and my yes. heart burst with pride? <laughs> That's all I had to say about that. It's great. He is great. Just all Crosby's, around. Great. Crosby's just washed up, unfortunately. <laughs> Getting owned yep. by the likes of the Habs. And we are nearing the end of our time tonight, unfortunately. Oh, my. Do we have any closing arguments to make? Uh... Like, like you want us to fight about something? Or... Please, fight for my enjoyment. Like, Please, argue? ladies. Continue. Argue now. We're not going to end. Soon. <laughs> that is true. We, I mean, we, we what would you here. have us argue about? We would be here until the end of St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so for me, the point sort of 
just building on what I said before, is I am super terribly happy for Jonathan Drouin, who is, um, he is, I think, realizing what he's able to do. And even though it's quote unquote garbage time in the season, um, he, I really think that his confidence has taken a hit because he's not dumb. And I do think he realizes how talented and good he is and can be. But um, when he was able to score an all-important shootout goal, which ended up in a loss for the Habs anyway, but he scored that goal against Tampa on Saturday, and he has been quite different ever since mm-hmm. watching him and just sort of playing with confidence and everything else. And his coach knows who he is as well, uh, which is a really great thing about Claude Julien. And so that is my parting thought that I'm super excited for Jonathan Duran next year. And I do not believe he's going to be a center. Ooh. I think he's going to be at wing, even though everybody is super supportive of him being at center. And if he is at center, I will be very supportive as well. But I think he's going to be at wing and he is going to have a hell of a year. That's my thing. Well, I mean, it's the reason thing. he's going to be at wing is because we're going to acquire a uh, center. At That's some right. Point. Some, yes. some like, random like center. Mr. We'll find one. Tavares or something? Like that? <laughs> I think it's actually Tavares. <laughs> I think John Tavares is uh, Bruce Vans to lose. So it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, my closing thing, um, just to keep going with what I had said earlier, that Nicholas Delorier is just working his butt off every second he's out on that ice to show that he belongs with that CH on his chest. He shows every game how badly he wants it. I don't think anybody expected anything like this from him that he's given us this season. Um, I mean, the season hasn't amounted to much, but I think he's been kind of a a revelation with what he's been able to bring um, in a pretty useful role in whatever's asked for him and some pretty bonus goal scoring. So I'm pretty excited that um, this environment, this hockey environment, this hockey heaven, as Jordy Ben likes to say, is able to bring this out of players. It's so awesome to see people come and elevate their game for the pride of that jersey, like like the Dale Weeses before them. Um, yeah. To come out and, and show what they can do just because they love that jersey and they love the atmosphere and they love the fans and they love that team. And just to bring their game to another level because of all of that is just something super inspiring to watch. And he's just, he's made my season. I'm a huge fan of his now and probably always will be just because of this season. So that's my thing. Awesome. Um, does it have to be positive or can I say, like, can I do a critique? Oh, you can rip whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want, Beth. Okay. Um, for a few seasons now, I've noticed that when the Habs do empty net, they do not usually do very well with it. And so I think that it should just be scrapped unless it's playoffs (laughs) but because it just seems that literally every time the Habs uh pull the goalie they get scored on I don't know they did that in game six against New York last year (laughs) yeah immediately it happens and yeah that that, their whole six on five is such a dumpster fire which is weird because their power play is like a lot better ish but their power kill at times is like feast or famine. But their six versus mm-hmm. five is like what in God's name is happening yeah. right now. I just mm-hmm. this has been something that I felt and witnessed for a few seasons, and I'm just I'm just over it. Perhaps they should pull the goalie more so they can practice it more. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I guess the thing is, I don't, don't mind doing it at all. I don't mind them doing it in the regular season because if you're going to lose by one, then go ahead and lose by two or three or four. Who the hell cares? Yeah. It matters in the playoffs to get to that overtime even more than it matters in the regular season. So, I mean, I'm okay with them practicing it in the regular season. (laughs) I want them to practice it better. So I do agree with you, Beth. Something needs to change. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think it's (laughs) it. I just think they should change the way they do it. 
Gotcha. Improve it a little bit. Yeah. How keep about, practicing it. <laughs> how about they bench their center and put a second goalie on the ice? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is there a rule against that? I've been thinking yes, about this there for is. a long time. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We should do a goalie. I only, I only know because I've asked that question before. <laughs> Lots of rubbish. I have a lot of things to say about goalies. We should totally do a goalie episode. <gasps> yes. I oh have many God. thoughts on goalies. Right, let me mark that down for next week. <laughs> but um, let me see. KD, uh, what's your thing? Yeah, what's your what thing? Yeah, thing? Um, Beth, thank you for bringing that up. I, I was uh, thinking about that. I wanted to bring it up uh, tonight, but missed You're the welcome. So thank you so much. You are so um, welcome. Geez, yeah, I wonder what, what my closing thing is. I watched all three of the games uh, today, and I just want to say that the youth movement is alive and strong, and I'm super happy about that. Um, I was going through my notes while we were uh, doing the while we were recording tonight, and all I have are like big capital letter sentences saying, Oh my God. Chucky did something good. Lekkonen <laughs> is so great, and et cetera, this, that, and the other thing. So that kept going on. Um, yeah, I think my whole thing is that Arturi's looking great. Galchaniak's getting some confidence back. Thruan is uh, getting his mojo together. So all our mm-hmm. under 25 guys, oh, it's it's going to be really great, and I'm looking forward to the future. And I want to keep watching my Habs until the end of the season come, you know, Rain, wind, or sign. It's all good. We all are... Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yes. <laughs> 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 we all are... Good. Oh, okay. We all are excited. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I totally thought you had more to say. And then it was like... Uh... <laughs> You're right. We all are more excited <laughs> to see the rest of it. Yes. So, I believe... um. Is that it for everybody? On that really professional ending? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, we, should, we should all stop because it's officially over. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.